Welcome to Victory Church of His Presence Sermon of the Week. Enjoy this new message from Pastor Brian Gibbs. Direct this meeting, Lord. So, Lord, those that have really significant needs in the house tonight, would you just put your hands out tonight if you're in need of something great in your life and Maybe it's in your body tonight. You can be seated, but you can be seated. But just, if that's you, just you can put your hands out to receive from the Lord. And, and, and I'm trying to help you. Maybe that's new to you. Some of you are new to our family. But if, I, if, if, if it was Christmas and I said, hey, Gary, this present has your name on it, you would put your hands out to receive it. I would just walk out to you and. In order for you to receive it, you'd put your hands out. You would receive the gift. So what we do here at Victories, we just put our hands out to receive gifts from the Lord. So Lord, just I pray that you distribute, distribute great gifts. Great gifts in the house, Lord, and great gifts in our family tonight, Lord. In the name of Jesus. You know the deepest need of our soul. You know the deepest need of our families. You know the deepest need of our families, Lord. Thank you that you administer gifts tonight, Lord, and you you just use your holy angels to loose the gifts in the house tonight. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. time where people will come from far and wide and near to our gatherings, wherever we're at, whether we're here or whether we're in a field or whether we're in some ridiculous building (laughs) like a realtor association, but there's coming a time, there's coming a time, we're racing towards that time, we're moving towards it and it's moving towards us. People are going to come from far and wide and near to drink and eat of the Lord and to be transformed in the presence of God. God has marked Florida. He's marked our wonderful state for something special that's very holy to Him. It's the dream of His heart. He's marked our state for something special, something special. Every one of us together are written into the story. No one's left behind. You're important. You're valuable. You're written into the story. And you have extraordinary destiny upon your life. I don't know who I'm talking to. God has not brought you this far just to bring you this far. God has not brought you this far just to come this far. You've got a long ways to go. 
you got a long ways to go. I see you back there. Aaron, I see you, Aaron. God sees you. Every one of you are very special to the story that God is writing. We're preparing for a coastal awakening. We're preparing our lives for a coastal awakening. There's something greater beyond what we've ever dreamed coming. Glory. Yes. Our answer is yes. We're just going to keep saying yes and preparing the way. You know, the, the prophet Isaiah is very poetic in his writing. He's masterful at word pictures. He just paints these beautiful canvases and he, he says things like this and he says that, he says when the, when the kingdom of God comes, he said, crooked paths, they become straight. When the kingdom comes, it's like rivers that just begin to flow in the desert. Isn't that a beautiful picture? He says, when the kingdom of God comes, high places are literally brought low. They're brought down, and humility comes. When the kingdom of God comes, the low places, the places of humility, are then lifted and graced in a place of honor. Hear this tonight. This is for all of us as a family. The kingdom of God is coming in a way beyond what we can conceptually imagine. And all of these things will manifest. Let these things become our life, Lord. Let our lives not be spun into disarray by the bad news. <laughs> Let us not be confused at the propaganda of the media. Let our hearts be immovable, unshakable. Let our hearts be immovable, unshakable, steadfast, anchored. Anchored. Lord, may in this house, may your men become mighty lions. May your daughters become mighty lioness, fierce, wise, noble. Wise. Holy Spirit, grow us in discernment. Holy Spirit, grow us in discernment. Grow us in the gifts. Grow us in the gift of prophecy, the gift of revelations. Grow us in the gifts of words of knowledge. Grow us in the gift of faith. 
impart into our spirit, Lord. gets quiet, you don't get nervous. When it gets quiet, you don't let anxiety, like, oh my gosh, we should do something. I remember growing up when it would get quiet. Growing up in our church as a boy, we, we had about 14, 1,500 people in our church. And it would get quiet. And many times, many times, sister, whoever, and brother, whoever, just when it would get still with, you know, it's like starting a lawnmower. <laughs> and they just felt like they had to take off in tongues. And I, I love tongues and interpretation. But so often we just felt it became mechanical instead of just letting the presence of God subdue the meeting and rain down on us. Just keep raining down on us. When it gets quiet here at Victory, it's an invitation. It's a wooing. Remember that. It's an invitation. It's a wooing. It is a courtship from the Holy Spirit. Remember that. When it gets quiet, it's a wooing. It's a courtship. It's the Lord romancing you into a deeper place. That's what it is. Amen. Does that help you? Does that help anybody? I'm trying to be a good pastor to you. <laughs> Thank you. Amen. His presence is thick here tonight. It's thick. So great to see you, Mike. So great to see you, Christina. Love you. We're praying. We've been praying and declaring and decreeing over Micah. I know your hand is on your your belly right now, just put your hand on her mic. We're just declaring just complete natural birth, timely, timely. Total natural delivery on time, not late, delivered in perfect timing. Perfection, we thank you for perfection upon Micah. <laughs> in Jesus' name, I thank you that Micah is being affected in the glory that's in this room right now. Not just his mommy and his daddy, but Micah is being affected in the glory of God right now. In Jesus' name, we all declare perfection right now. Hallelujah. Perfection. Perfection of his body and right on time. We thank you, Lord. You're the great creator, Lord. You're the God of wonders. Hallelujah. We decree it so. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just uh, about two more minutes, um, Cody. Just about two more minutes on the keyboards. Everybody say grace to grace upon Cody. Grace, grace. 
So, Skylar, I want you to just stand to your feet right now. Captain America, it's a good shirt. <laughs> so this is what I see. This is what I see the Lord doing right now as you're sitting out there. I see you under a shower. I see you under a, a refreshing, cleansing shower of the Lord washing you from that which you went through in California that brought disorientation, brought disappointment. The Lord washing you from what disappointed you, what brought disorientation to your spirit, what brought question. The Lord is washing all of that off of you and from you. He's taking it off of you. He's taking the fog off of your mind in the shower of His presence, under the refreshing of His presence. He's removing all of it because you know what is real and you only want what is real, not what is fake. So the Lord is washing you and taking all of that from you, from California. He's washing and cleansing you. He's fortifying you. He's standing you up just like you stood up in the midst of us. He's standing you up to be strong, to be mighty, fierce in the kingdom, fierce in the family. So we bless you tonight in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Just put your hands out to receive there, Skylar. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for the rain of refreshing, the shower of refreshing upon his life. I thank you, Lord, you're going to raise him up to be the leader that you've called and purposed and dreamed for him to be. And no disillusionment, no disillusionment, no disorientation, no discouragement. We break it off in Jesus' name. And you'll walk in the power of the Spirit. You'll hear the heart of God. You'll hear the voice of the Lord. It'll be clear. The waters won't be muddy. It won't be complicated. It'll be clear and simple. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. be seated in heavenly places. Honey, can you find my uh, journal inside my bag? How many of you are really enjoying this tonight? Really, really enjoying this. Thank you. Man, would the ushers come at this time? We want to move forward and let's... Uh, if you need an offering envelope tonight, would you just lift your hands all across the sanctuary? If you need an offering envelope tonight, lift your hands so the, the men can serve you. If you're giving online tonight, you can go to victoryfla.com, victoryfla.com. It's a safe website. It's easy to give. It's secure. Secure websites, easy to give at Victory FLA. You can give there, and you can give tonight. You can give every day of the week if you wish. <laughs> You don't have to wait for Saturday nights to give. So. And we like to give online as a family. We give online at 
Gibbs family, and then we like to give additionally here physically all the time above our tithes and give offerings. And honey, I'm going to need my, my old Bible too. This is the Passion. I encourage you to get the Passion translation, but this is, uh, this is an oldie but a goodie. <laughs> This is, this is an oldie but a goodie right here. This, was, this Bible was given to me years ago. It's had many covers on it, but it's, it's been all over the world with me. It was crazy. Two weeks ago, I left my Bible here on the front row. I couldn't believe it. I packed everything. I, you know, I have a bag, and I, I gather everything. could not believe that I left Saturday night, and they found it Sunday morning here at Restoration. And um, the secretary said there was a group of people just going through my Bible, reading all of my notes. <laughs> they were like, this is a mega Bible. This is a, they were reading notes and stories, and which I'm fine with. But uh, I really am. But uh, this Bible's loaded. It's just loaded. So praise God. Wow, it's like 20 to 8. I'm like, I, I mean, I'm like lost in the fog, you know? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow. It is the Holy Spirit. Are you ready to give? You ready to give tonight? Amen. Father, thank you. We worship you in our giving right now. We thank you for, we thank you for giving us favor in life, Lord. We thank you for giving us favor in life to increase, favor for opportunities, favor for jobs, favor for better jobs and brand new doors to walk through. We thank you, God, for the abundance that, that we have in America. <laughs> God, thank you for the blessing upon our nation and thank you for blessing us financially so that we can give, Lord, so that we can give and it is an honor it is an honor to honor you in our tithe, to put you first place, and to give offerings in Jesus' name. So we worship you, Lord. Now, before I, before I let the guys go, I, I want to I do this tonight. Um, I, I've, I've never done this. <laughs> Bren knows I've never done this, but <clears throat> don't get nervous because I'm not going to say there's five people in here that's going to give $5,000. That's not the type of church this is. That'll never happen. If anyone ever tried to do that, I'd kick them right out of here. I'd be like, nope, you, you, you don't do that to our people. Just hit the road, Jack, and don't you come back. No, okay. But I've never done this. I want to encourage everyone to give tonight. I want to encourage everyone to give. Now, what, what does that mean? I mean, you may, have a, you may have a quarter to give tonight. I mean this. You may have a quarter. Listen, you, you, know, you know how God can bless zero with zero? I, I mean that. God will bless zero with zero. Give, and it shall come back to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Are you with me? Okay. So give something tonight. It may be a dollar. That's okay. I don't have relationship with people based on how much they give. Because I don't look at how much people give. I don't look how much people give. 
my relationship with everybody in this church is based on relationship. So when I'm talking to people, it's not because they're brother big bucks. We don't have brother big bucks. <laughs> we just don't. <laughs> so when I'm talking to people, it's because I love them. You just need to know. Oh, Brian's hanging out with them. Why? Because he loves them. I'm with this person because I love them. I don't look at what they give. My relationship is based on relationship with people, not dollars and cents. But I want to encourage everybody to give something tonight. You may have a nickel in your pocket. You may have a $5 bill. I want to encourage you to give something. You know why? Because if you give it in faith, I'm trying to help somebody in here. I am trying to help some. If you give it to God in faith, he will multiply it and do something with it. And it will surprise you. It will surprise you. Amen? So, Father, once again, we worship you as everyone gives tonight. Amen. Amen. Go ahead, guys. Go right ahead. I'd like you to grab your Bibles tonight, if you will, as well. And I'd like you to go to John chapter 14 for the next few moments. <clears throat> John chapter 14. And just hold your place there, and then we're going to begin to navigate. Are we good and back, fellas? Everything good? Awesome. All right. Wow, what a night. Yes, I heard that, and I know that song. <laughs> John 14, are, are you there? Just kind of wave at me. If you're there tonight, amen. Tonight I, wanna, I want to <clears throat> honor our fathers for this amazing weekend. You know what I love? You know, there's so much that I love about America. America. So much I love about this great nation. I love our country. I love our beloved America. But you know what I love about our culture and about our nation? Is that we celebrate and we honor. Isn't it awesome that in our nation there are actually days that we set aside to honor moms and honor dads? Isn't that amazing? It's just awesome to show Affection, show honor, show kindness. And every man in here, if I was to pass the microphone around to them, they would tell you that it is a challenge being a man. <laughs> Where's Brian going with this? <laughs> it's not easy being a man. And no one told me growing up that it would become easy to be a man, to move from a boy to becoming a man, and to becoming a father. But there is so much, there's so much love, and there's so much sacrifice that goes into being a father, to being a protector, to being a lover, to being a provider, to being an encourager, to being a strength to lives that, and, 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 and men, you know that you're not just fathering your natural children. You're fathering those who watch your life and those that you are actually leading. You're actually leading people that you don't know who are watching your life. Are you with me? You're leading people that you don't know that are watching your life. And they're learning from your example. Watching you, listening to you. 
I salute our men tonight. I salute our fathers tonight. And you are worthy of honor. You are worthy of honor. You are a son of God. You are a son. You're, you're a father, but you're a son. And you know, this isn't rocket science, is it? That faithful sons grow up to become faithful fathers. Faithful girls become faithful moms. They become faithful. Amen? So I salute you and I honor you tonight. I wish every man in this house, every father in this house, a wonderful, blessed Father's Day. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Let's give praise to God for our fathers tonight. Amen? So I asked my wife to uh, bring me my journal because she was driving down I-10 I uh, on the panhandle tonight on the way here <laughs> to get us to church. And I-75, I was in the passenger seat and um, let you in on a little secret about me. Um, I, I have a hard time traveling in the car looking down. I, I don't know what it is. But I struggle looking down and trying to read or write. Cause I, and so I, I had my journal up, and I was trying to kind of watch the road and, and write. And, and Bren was laughing, and I was amusing her. And, um, and so I had my Bible open, my Bibles, my passion, my, my, road, my road warrior Bible, and, um, and my, my notebook. And I just began to just seek the Lord as we were tracking back from our state capital, we were just in Tallahassee. We had a very, very powerful time with some of our ministry friends. And, um, of course, many of you know Dutch Sheets. And uh, Dutch is a dear friend of this house, a friend of our lives, and forwarded my first book. And we were with him at Christ for the Nations. And so Dutch was up there, and a, a prophet named Chuck Pierce was there. And uh, Pro our Apostle Ken Malone from Satellite Beach was there. And just an amazing, powerful time, M amazing, powerful time. And uh, we just finished it up and uh, literally just jumped in the car and rushed back to victory, set up some stuff, was running, and, and I'm here tonight. And I'm so glad to be in the house. There's no other place I'd rather be, right here. <laughs> Amen. It's good to be home. I want to talk to you just for the next few moments. I, I, I won't be long. Well, I better not say that. So, I don't plan on being extremely long tonight because I, I want to speak a blessing and I, I want to release a blessing in the house to our men and to our fathers. I, I think we're in a very strange place in society when it comes to men. I think there's such a gross emasculation of men uh, that's been happening for quite some time, for decades. I... I, I <laughs> I think men are always being mocked. I think men are being emasculated. I, I think men are, are being told to back up. We, we have such a, a bizarre twist of thing going in our culture, going on in our culture, especially with a, a very wicked movement that is, that is very perverse, that erases every single line 
of gender um, that, that we think men are supposed to be this weird uh, amalgamation, a milkshake of all kinds of stuff, rather than just being bold and fierce and powerful and men. Amen? But I also believe that in the midst of all of this kind of weird, spooky confusion, that's really, it's not confusion at all. I mean, it's just, you know... You know, I, I came across, you know, we live in a time where we have these new gifts in our life called memes. <laughs> and I came across this meme on social media, and, it, and it, there was this picture of Indiana Jones, you know, good old Harrison Ford, Indiana Jones. And, and it said something to this effect, isn't it, isn't it wild, you know, that bodies that that were found hundreds and hundreds of years ago, that, that when they find these old bodies, when the, archaeologi- the, the archaeologists dig these bodies up, that they're, they're only male or female. They're only two gen- genders. They're not, they're not one of the 700 new genders that we have today. Isn't that just odd? I mean, what an anomaly. What an anomaly. I mean, they're, they're, o- they're only men or, or, or they're women. I mean, what are the odds? You know, but there's a there's a weird thing that's happening right now in our in our culture. But I also believe that um, (laughs) I also believe that a line is being drawn in the sand that's going to separate the men from the boys. And it's time for men to be men. It's time for us to come into our identity as sons. I'm not talking about ego. I'm talking about walking in true humility as a son, as Jesus was in perfect right relationship with his father. And he was so bold to say these words, if you've seen me, you've seen my dad. (laughs) That's bold. Like father, like son. If you've seen me, you've seen my dad. If you've seen me, you've seen my father. And then we we come into John uh, 5. And he says, I, I don't even, John 5, 19 and 20, he says, I don't, I don't do anything unless I see my father doing it. He was in perfect union with the father. His unity was unbroken from the father. His relationship was so powerful, so fierce between him and his father. He was watching to get authorization. If he got authorization from heaven, he was doing it. If Jesus was doing it, then you know in the unseen dimension, the father was doing it and say, now you can say it. Now you can do it. Now you can say it. It's amazing that when we look at this beautiful relationship between Jesus and the Father throughout all of the Gospels, it becomes very clear to us that this is our pattern for life. And that the strength that we need, the strength, the secret source of strength that we need in the realm of identity, it comes from knowing and having an ever-increasing love story going on between our Heavenly Father and us. That's what will make you bold. That's what will make you men. It will make you a man that can put your head up and your chest out and walk worthy of the Lord to walk in integrity to walk in, in, in purity to walk circumspectively to walk holy before God to walk worthy it comes by having right relationship with Father it doesn't come from any other place and if we draw back if we shrink back 
from our amazing relationship that we have access with our Heavenly Father, then what happens is, is we become insecure and we start looking for everybody in the world to affirm us and confirm us and validate us. Because when we leave the affections that come from our Father, we will look for everybody else to give that to us. The silence of the lambs has hit the church. I don't know. Are, are you here? Are you, are you with me? Let's talk about this for a while. And I'm in verse 6. Are you there? I'm in 14.6. And Jesus said to them, he says, I'm the way. This is bold. <laughs> Jesus is bold. He's as bold as a lion. I'm the way. I'm the truth. And I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Do we believe that in 2019? I do. If you had known me, you would have known the Father also. Oh, that rain sounds nice. Oh, that rain sounds nice. And from now on, you will know him and have seen him. And Philip, he speaks up. He says, Lord, uh, show us the Father. And it's sufficient for us. And Jesus said to him, I've been with you so long, and yet you have not known me, Philip. He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak by my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the works Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these will he do, because I go to my Father. Whatever you ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Don't miss that. Don't just hurdle over these words, please. Watch that again. That the Father might be glorified in the Son. See, I, I, I don't want you believing that this is just Jesus' resume. I want you to pray this over your life. That our Heavenly Father would be glorified through your life. Come on. You gotta pray that. You gotta walk that. You gotta declare that. That the Heavenly Father that we have, He will be glorified through your life, through the testament, through the testimony of your life. The Father will be glorified. Whatever you ask in my name, that I will do. That I will do. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. And you will ask anything in my name, and I will do it. And if you love me, keep my commandments. That's, that's strong, isn't it? See, it, 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 ha, we've heard this so many times. It, it almost, like when we hear that, it, it's almost like milk. I'm telling you right there, that word is meat. That word is meat for this generation. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. You know, true Christians don't have any hardship obeying the word of the Lord. 
in this generation, we've got a lot of people who just share mere preferences when it comes to the word. You have to have a deep abiding conviction in your heart that when God speaks to you as father, you say, yes, sir. Maybe our online audience is saying amen. I, just bring them on. I need them. If you love me, keep my commandments. <laughs> yeah. And I will pray to the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. He is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot see. Because it neither sees him or knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and he will, he will be in you. You are the ark of his glory. You are the tabernacle of the glory of God. The Holy Spirit lives and abides and dwells within you. You're the very ark of the glory of God. He will not just be with you. He will be in you. Christ in you is the hope of this generation. Christ in you. Fathers, fathers, Christ in you is the hope of this generation. You can respond to the word, folks. You know, when we're in intercessory prayer and people pray out, you know what I do? I say, shout amen. Shout the triumph. Shout the victory to that. What am I doing? I am training us as a family how to respond to the word, to say the amen to it. A little while longer and the world will see me no more. But you will see me <laughs> because I live, you also live. And at that day you will know that I am in my Father and you in me and I in you. Don't miss verse 20. That I'm in the Father and you in me and I in you. See, before, let's, let's go ahead and read verse 21. He who keeps my commandments, or he, he who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father. Ha, huh, here we go. And I will love him, and I will manifest myself to him. <laughs> I will manifest myself. To him. Before we jump to our next scripture, I'm just laying some foundations again tonight. Because I want you to see right there in verse 20, it's not just this magnificent love story that's going on between the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. It is that we are in the midst of this eternal love story that God has written. For every one of us. He has put us right in the middle of the most epic love 
that a love that is not of this world, a union that is not of this world, a covenant love that is unbreakable. God has put us inside of that level, or I would dare say that very dimension of love. He has immersed you. He has, he has taken you and just baptized you, fully immersed you in a love story that is eternal. And it's, it's, you are literally wrapped inside the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit's affection over you as a son and a daughter. Wow! Nothing can separate you from the love of God. Woo! Sheke. Ha ha. Chapter 15. Verse 1. Are you there? I'm the true vine, and my father's the vine dresser. Are you all there? Uh, okay. Talk to me. <laughs> are, are you guys lost in the rain somewhere? Where, where are you? Okay. Every branch of me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Yeah, wow. Ah, ah. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you, as a branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him. Notice that. It's reciprocal. I'm in you. You're in me. I'm in you. You're in me. For without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and he is withered. And they gather them and they throw them into the fire and they are burned. Sobering, isn't it? And if you abide in me and my words, they abide in you. You will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. Hallelujah. And by this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit. Oh, my. So you will be my disciples. See, God delights in you bearing fruit. God delights in you bearing fruit. God delights in you bearing fruit. As your Father, your life brings incredible joy to our Father. When you begin to bear forth the fruit of the kingdom of God, the Father delights and whirls and sings and dances when He sees you. Look at my son. Look at my son growing. Look at my son abiding in the Lord, staying in the presence, staying in the secret place, staying in worship, and now he's budding. He's budding again. He's blossoming. He's growing. You, you could feel as dead as a dead stick. Aaron's rod was a dead stick, ladies and gentlemen. There was nothing going on with that rod. It was a chopped down stick, a post. But when that post was laid in the most holy place before the Ark of the Covenant, a dead stick began to bloom. Bloom in the presence Figs and thistles began to just 
sprout out of that dead piece of wood. How? It was laid in the presence. You want a bud? You want, you want fruit to come out of your life? You become the person. You become the father. You become the woman. You become the man of the presence of God. God is your divine obsession. God becomes the drink of your life. He becomes the drink of your life. He becomes the, the meat of your life. He becomes the sustenance of your life. That was for you, Josiah. You're welcome. Thor, you got it. Thor, I see it. Sustenance. You're welcome. That's a Marvel film. We'll talk about it later. We're back to the scriptures. Verse 9. <laughs> Verse 9. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. Man, see, so you got to eat this all the time. you got to have a continual intake of this kind of love message. It'll keep you fresh. It'll keep your fire burning. It'll keep you in that place of your first love. As the Father loved me, I've loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my... Here it is again. Man, Jesus is really fixated on this commandment stuff. I mean... Man, what's up with that? If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Just as I have kept my Father's commandments and I abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. For greater greater love has no one than this, that he laid down his own life for his friends. This is a love that is not of this world, fathers. A father, what, what does a father do? A father brings, he brings rich perspective. A father can bring rich perspective. A father can bring wise counsel. A father brings accountability. All of these things were happening in the interaction with Jesus and his father. This is our pattern. A father brings that rich perspective. He can bring wise counsel. He brings accountability. A father protects. A father safeguards the path. And he clears that path to help us make room for vision and life. A father is never there to control A father is there to confirm. Hear that again. A father is never there to control. God is not not a control freak. Do do you know know God is not in control? He's not in control. He's in charge. And there's a complete difference. Do you know in my house, I'm not in control? Did you know I cannot control my wife? Do you know that I, I cannot control my daughter? I've never been able to control my son. Did you know I'm not in control? I'm in charge. When things go wrong in my house, guess what happens? Those that step out of line are brought to who's in charge, not who's in control. Are you with me? And then discipline and instruction is given. A lot of immaturity just continues to be spawned all over our country that God is in control. And that's why 
Unfortunately, see, if God was in control, the earth would look like heaven. If God was in control, our nation would look like heaven on earth. But he's not in control. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. That's Psalm 24. Psalm 115, verse 16. The earth he has given over to the sons of men. You know why things are so out of control? Because we're in charge here. We're the ones that have been given dominion and authority. That's why things are so yahoo right now. But gee, the good news is, is the king is coming with righteous authority. Righteousness and justice are the very foundation of his throne. He is going to set everything in order. And every nation, tribe, and tongue will bow down and confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Mark it down. He's coming. Yeah. All right, where was I? Okay, yeah. Man, I've got the preach on me tonight. Ha <laughs> ha. Fathers confirm, they don't control. Fathers confirm, they affirm. What, what does that mean? That means a father comes alongside and they say, You're going in the right direction. I can affirm that. You see? A father comes alongside, that's good. I see you walking that path, that's healthy for you. It's good. You're bearing fruit. I see strength in your life. The Father's not controlling. The Father's confirming. It's why He's there. He's there to confirm you. You're doing great. I see you. I'm with you. I've got you in this. Victoria's giving me a thumbs up. I must be doing good tonight. A father provides a safe and a nurturing environment. For sons and daughters to grow. And they help identify and affirm their maturity. See, right now in this hour, we need fathers affirming identity. We need fathers affirming identity. You see, so many of these young people right now, waking up on any given Thursday, they, I don't know if I'm a girl anymore. I don't know if I'm a boy. You know, you know when, I, when I get around young people that are in that struggle, and I, and I discern that by the Spirit, I, I talk to them, you know, and, and I affirm who they are. I speak to their manhood. I speak to their inner beauty as a, as a young woman. I just speak to that. And I keep speaking to that until they, they, they what, what's this guy saying? <laughs> I'm speaking to who they really are. Not the mask that they've been told to wear who they really are. Amen? Are you with me? Fathers put an appropriate demand to grow. I hope you're taking some notes tonight. Fathers put an appropriate demand to grow. Turn over to 1 Corinthians chapter 13 for just a moment. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And I'm going there myself. And man, that rain sounds good. Sarasota. My, if you tried to preach out of my Bible, it's like walking through a jungle. You know, it's like, it's like I've got a machete and I'm just cutting through stalks to find that scripture because there's just so much written in the pages. And sometimes I read stuff wrong because there's so much written in here. 
and you're all like, is Brian okay? I I'm okay. I'm just cutting through the brush, okay? <laughs> when I was a child, are you there? Are you there? When I was a child, I, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away foolish things. Wow. Isn't that a powerful scripture? Childish things. I put away childish things. A father puts an appropriate demand on you to grow. And unfortunately, right now in this hour, we see so many people that are stuck in a, a place of perpetual immaturity because they lack the sound admonition of a father. You need people to tell you in your life, not in a control way, but you need people that you're able to submit to a father to tell you, no, I, I don't agree with that. I think you're wrong. I think you're, I think you're going down. You say it in love. I think you're going down a wrong path. We need sound admonition. We need to be spoken to. Listen, and, and I, you know, in this church, I understand that I'm only 45 years of age. But, but I understand this, that the realm of mantle or sphere that God has given me, it causes who, whoever ends up coming alongside of us ends up developing teeth and has to move from just milk to meat. They have to. And it's required of all of us to start on the milk of the word. We all have to do that as babes in Christ. You don't, I, I, never, I never skipped milk, right? I didn't get to just say, hey, hey, I got this. No, I had to have the milk, and I had to grow, and I had to mature, and I had to get understanding, and I had to get counsel, and I had to get wisdom, and I had to have people speaking into my life. But anyone who connects to this house has to grow and mature and start growing teeth and start eating the meat of the word so that we grow up and we become mature fathers. We become mature men. We become mature mothers. We become lions. We become lioness. Yeah. Amen, Brian. Just keep on going. Just, just do it. Just, yes. Fathers model an example. Aren't you glad? Fathers model an example. They set a standard of ethics. A good father lays the track of example for ethics and morals. They live a life to show what integrity and purity really looks like. And we need this in this hour. And I, I, I understand and realize it takes time to build a history of integrity. It takes time to build a history of purity. Every one of us have come out of the sins of the flesh. The lust of the flesh. The lust of the eyes. The pride of life. You, all of us have been there. And it takes time to grow. And it starts taking time to overcome levels of temptation of whatever they are. And as you work you work out your integrity. You build weeks, you build months, you build years. And you can start looking back and going, by God's grace, He has kept me out of the filth of hell. And then you're able to turn to others and say, this is the way to walk. Take courage. You can do it.
They're clapping, Bren. It's amazing. They're clapping. Fathers model the example of devotion. Devotion. They model an example of how to obey the spiritual call. And they give us an example that brings out maturity to their sons and their daughters. I like to say this here, and some of you have heard me say this before. This may be new to some of you, but teachers actually instruct. There's a difference between teachers and fathers. Write this down tonight. Teachers instruct you, but fathers love and build you. Teachers instruct, but fathers impart life. See, a, a teacher can impart knowledge. A teacher can impart knowledge, instruction, but a father actually imparts wisdom. What is that? It comes out of the growth of life of experience and gaining understanding to where you can impart that gift of wisdom to others. It goes much beyond just laying on of hands. It becomes as a father of the laying on of a heart. Are you with me? A father is the one who inspires loyalty. He inspires loyalty. A father is to inspire honor. And this is what, this is what God has called us to, men. This is what God has called us to, fathers. That, w- that we would live a life so worthy of God that we inspire honor once again. Our nation is desperate to see men of honor once again. Just weeks ago we were celebrating and we, we heard the words of Ronald Reagan saying, all you have to do is walk through Arlington Cemetery in Washington, D.C. and you will find the place of true heroes. People just have to know where to look. But we are more desperate than just graves of men gone by. We are in desperate need in this hour of men that are walking the earth that we could point to and look to and say, he's worthy to be followed. Psalm 71, would you go there? Just a few more minutes. Psalm 71. I'm just about there tonight. I want to read a psalm of David's that is branded into my my soul, branded into my heart. And I want to make this point tonight that I want you to write it down. That fathers live generationally. See, because... It's really not about what you leave for your kids. It's about what you actually invest inside of them and inside of their soul and their heart and their spirit. It's about what you put on the inside of people that will always be remembered. It's not stuff. It's not cars. It's not houses. It's not fluff. It's what you impart to another soul 
that matters. That is what true legacy is all about. Listen to these words of King David. He is now old. This is not young David. This is not, this is not whistling David with five smooth stones and a whirling slingshot. This is, this is old, gray, silverhead David. Are you here? Are you with me? Oh God, verse 17, are you there? Oh God, you have taught me from my youth, and to this day I declare your wondrous works now as when I am old and gray-headed. Oh God, do not forsake me, watch these next words, until I declare your strength to this generation and your power to everyone who is yet to come. Look at that. God, do not forsake me. Do not let me go into my death until I show your strength. I declare your strength to this generation and your power to everyone who is yet to come. See, a father lives generationally. A father thinks generationally. A father thinks and plans and lives generationally. In Ecclesiastes chapter 3, in verse 11, it says that God has set eternity within the hearts of men, yet they cannot see the begin, the beginning to the end. That's Ecclesiastes 3, 11, 10, 10 or 11. God sets eternity within the hearts of men, yet we're, we're a wheel within a wheel within a wheel. It means we're on a generational momentum and a generational cycle that this is our watch, this is our time. And, and in this time, God sets eternity within us, David is crying out. He's looking at his life. He's kept the fire burning within his heart. He's shared all of his stories. He's shared his conquest. He shared his lows. He shared his victories. He shared his defeat. And sadly, his defeats and low places were out for everybody to see. What a hard place to be in. But he he looks at it all. He looks at the terrain of his life and he says, now God, here's my prayer. I don't want you to let me cross the threshold until I do this. I begin to declare your strength to this generation, watch, and your power to everyone who is yet to come. What is he looking? He's looking into the future and he's thinking generationally. A father has to live and think and plan and impart to his children generations. Are you with me tonight? I think I'm going to close with this tonight. I'd like you to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 16. Can I be bold to tell you tonight that I believe that fathers are called to be the one who raises the bar. We are the standard bearers. A father is a standard bearer. Those that are pretty close to me or if you've read Bold as Lions, one of my, one of my favorite movies is The Patriot with Mel Gibson. And it is a man that finds himself having to fight in the Revolutionary War. And it's a horrific story. A 
fire, of death, of battle. It's horrific. But it becomes a very beautiful story. And this man is forced to move into beginning to build the militia that would fight for the American soldiers against the overwhelming British army throughout the Revolutionary War. In one of the last battle scenes, it's an epic, I mean, epic movie. I would encourage you to get it. In the name of, of the Lord, just get it in Jesus' name. Just receive that word for your life. Watch the film tonight. I'm Brian Gibbs, and I approve this message. In the battle, at the very end, what happens is, is that, see, <clears throat> Cornwallis, who is the leader of the British Army, who is marching through the Carolinas at that time, historically accurate, he has no trust in the militia. And he's written in his private journals about he thinks the militia is weak, and so Benjamin Martin has amassed this militia army that is absolutely fierce. And I mean, they're men. And they are fighters, and they are warriors, and they are killers. And so now they come to this epic battle near the end after all these campaigns. And Benjamin goes to his militia soldiers and he says, I'm going to ask you to go out in front and I'm going to ask you to take two shots right out in front before we move back. And the guys are shocked and they're surprised. They're like, man, a lot can happen and, and with two shots. And, and he's like, yeah, I, I know. That's, uh, that's why I didn't ask you to shoot three. <laughs> and all the guys' eyebrows go up. And so the battle is on and the militia is out in front. They take their two shots and they get back in position but what happens is, is that England begins to advance upon our troops. And in the midst of this fierce battle, there's a breakdown amongst the soldiers and the standard bearers that are holding the flags end up retreating. Stay with me. And when they see the flags in retreat, the front lines begin to break up and people start moving back instead of forward. And Benjamin runs to the standard bearer of the flag and takes hold of the flag and begins to cry out, hold the line, hold the line, forward men, forward men, forward. And these soldiers begin to, while, they, while soldiers are running back and retreating, the flag is moving forward in between them, in the middle of them, and they start seeing the flag. Soldiers that were running from the battle are now seeing the flag run forward. And they turn, and they begin to advance and follow the standard bearer into an absolute victory. And it is an epic victory. I want to tell you, fathers, you and I are the standard bearers. A lot of people in this hour, they are in retreat. A lot of people are in retreat, but we're not. We're not. We're not. The kingdom of God was always meant to shape culture. 
never to retreat from it. Fathers, thank you. Fathers were never meant to retreat from the battle. They were called to take the flag and run forward. And that's what God calls us to men in this hour afresh, to be fathers and to be men, to be real men, to count the cost, to pay the price, to run forward, to advance. I want to close with the scripture tonight. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, would you throw that up, fellas? It says, be watchful, stand like men, stand like men, it, I, obviously that was typed in there, it's wrong, stand like men in faith, act like men, and be strong. Next scripture, let all that you do be done in love. Let's go back to the first part of that, Aaron. I want us to see this. Underline that word in your Bible, be watchful. Fathers, you are a watchman. You are the watchman of your house. Amen? Come on, men, say amen. You are the watchman of your house. You have to stand in your post and stand in your watch as a watchman who is not spiritually asleep, but who is spiritually alert, watching for the evil that could come to your family. It's a strong word, but this is the word that we've got to hear for this hour. It's meat. It's meat. Men must be men. Fathers must be spiritual fathers, must be fathers in this house. We are called to be watchmen. We are called to have our eagle goggles on, watching. Amen? To stand in the place. It actually says stand in the place of faith, which means what? It means no compromise. God is calling us to be men. That there would be no compromise in our lives. And every man in here knows the pain of compromise and what compromise costs. Every man knows that. Finally, he says, be strong. Let all that you do be done in love. It takes us right back to John 15 and John 14. Let everything you do be done in love. Fathers, I honor you tonight. I honor your sacrifice. I honor your leadership and your family. Keep strong. Be fierce. Love fierce. Don't compromise. Don't back up. Don't retreat. Amen? Run forward. Run forward. I was, uh, I was just with Dutch, and, um, you know, I've, I've been really blessed, you know, not only with the relationship with my natural dad, in Illinois, but with other spiritual fathers in my life that have run with me, some for seasons, some for really long times, but Dutch Sheets is one of those men. And one of the things that we say to one another all the time is forward. When we, when we write each other, when we text each other, Brent knows it's always we, always, we always write and sign at the very bottom, forward, forward, no retreat, 
forward. No matter the cost, forward. No matter what people think, no matter what people write you off, forward. No compromise. Amen? Would you stand tonight? Cody, would you come? We're going to go back into a worship set for the next hour, so I hope you went to the restroom. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, think, I think Cody should be awarded. He should be awarded with the best shirt tonight, too. Come here, Cody. Come here. I, come here. Cody, this is, this, again, this is a Marvel plug. This is, Dad, I love you, 3,000. This is right out of the Marvel movie. What was it, the Avengers? Uh, Endgame, right? Endgame. Avengers Endgame. Pretty awesome shirt, huh? Amen. Give it up for all our dads tonight. <laughs> Cody's a great dad, too. He's not only a great worship leader, amen? He's a great worship leader, but he's a great dad. He really is. His kids are like chocolate chip cookies. And milk. <laughs> I know you do. Let's put our hands out to receive one more time. of the heart of the Father be released here through victory. A revelation of the heart of the Father be released through victory. I thank you, Lord, for this night. I thank you for the just the purity of honor that has been lifted to you all night because you're worthy, Lord. You're worthy of it all. You're worthy of it all. We love you so much, Father. You're so good. And we're so thankful tonight for your goodness in our lives. Tonight I want to, I just want to make a, a quick plea tonight, not a, not a quick plea, but a, a, the, the most important plea. <laughs> I don't know everyone in this room. If you're in this room tonight and you have never, ever given your life over to your heavenly father to know God as your dad, as your father. I want to give you that opportunity tonight. If you've never asked God to come into your life, that Jesus would come into your life to be real, to begin a 
relationship with God who loves you. If you're in here tonight, if that would be you, just slip your hand up so that we can pray with you. If that's you, so that we would know, thank you. Thank you. Wow. Thank you, David. David, I'd like you to come down to the front. Would you, Mark, I want you to help me. I want us to give praise for this man coming forward tonight. Come on. Come on. Stretch your hands this way, would you? I just want to declare, honey, I want you to step up here with me. I want to declare a blessing. I want to, I want to do it silently as Mark is leading David to Christ right now. stretch your hands towards us in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ Bren and I bless you in the name of Jesus we bless you may the Lord shine upon you may the Lord love you this week may the Lord pour out his favor upon you may a brand new revelation of his covenant love envelop you May you find yourself baptized and immersed in a fresh of the love of the Father that's in the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Tonight in Jesus' name, run this week in the blessing and the goodness of God. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Men of God, run valiantly. Run fierce and run forward in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to Victory Church of His Presence Sermon of the Week. For more information, go to our website at victoryfla.com.